You are listening to a CJTR podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a very special episode of Spoiler Alert. This is uh, something that we promised, and we finally pulled through, maybe. We're delivering on our promise. Yes! This is uh, our specially script that we made for a Lifetime movie, right? Made for Radio Christmas. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you might recognize a few voices. We've got Ellen LeGuie, who has hey. been on the show. We've got James Brothers, who's been on the show. Hi! And we have a new up-and-coming voice, Rhiannon Ward, who has not been on the show, but will be right now. Hello! And maybe in the future. <laughs> We're so excited. We are excited. Um, you guys, this is going to be very fun, and I'm very excited. Thanks to our hosts, <laughs> Sean and Sonia and Jeremy. Oh, ooh, us? Oh, yeah, we're here, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'll include it. You guys are always here. Okay, so the name of the play is Fleece Navidad, and that's all the info I think you need to know, right? Without any further ado. Without any further ado. The character list. Penny Macaroon, played by Sonia, is a career-obsessed big city gal who hasn't returned home since she graduated 10 years ago and after her parents passed away. She works at a successful sweater design boutique. Randy Sherling, played by Jeremy, is Penny's high school boyfriend who she has lost touch with. Randy is employed by the Macaroon family's large sheep farm. Poppy Macaroon, played by Rhiannon, is Penny's older sister and sole manager of the Macaroon family's large sheep farm. Her relationship is slightly strained with Penny. Poppy is also the mother of Finley. Finley Macaroon, played by James, is is Poppy's six-year-old precocious son. He is mischievous and usually finds himself getting into trouble. Chessa Nutrose, played by Ellen, is a former classmate of Randy and Penny's who is now a smug, yummy mummy. Missy Alto, also played by Rhiannon, is Penny's work friend. Gino Habada, also played by James, is an eccentric older boss of Penny's. Ellison Frost, played by Sean, is another former high school classmate of Penny, Randy, and Chessa. He is a cutthroat businessman. The Wizened Crone, played by Ellen, is a magical being that helps Penny realize the importance of Christmas. The Train Conductor, played by Jeremy, he conducts the train. Spoiler Alert presents... Fleece Navidad. Cheery music plays loudly as the camera pans quickly over a shot of Chicago. People walk quickly through a large intersection. The next shot is a thin man in a Santa costume ringing a bell in front of the Cloudgate's public sculpture. He is reflected in its silver image. The camera swoops through the window of a large building as people are walking quickly. There is much chatter and phones ringing. It is quite a busy office. Penny Macaroon is desperately answering phones. Her blonde hair is bouncing back and forth over her stylish cashmere sweater. It clings to her body and is quite attractive. Cashmere outside Hoboda, please hold. Cashmere outside Hoboda, can you hold please? She covers the receiver with one hand. Missy, can I get some help on these phones? I can barely keep up. Uh Uh-uh, Penny. I was just about to go on my break. Besides, Christmas holidays start tomorrow and you are like the only person still working. Aren't you going home for Christmas? Missy, you know I haven't been home for Christmas since the day I graduated high school and moved to the city to study fashion. Besides, all that family and down-home country stuff makes me sick. 
I'd rather just pig out on sushi like I do every year. Want to join me? Well, that's probably why you haven't had any time to meet with any of the eligible bachelors I want to set you up with. Sorry, hun, but the boss just gave me the afternoon off to get a head start on the Christmas traffic. Oh, no problem. And I'm sorry I haven't accepted any of your blind dates. It's just that I love my job so much and it's tough to squeeze in seeing anyone if they don't make sweaters. Oh, that reminds me. The CEO of Cashmere Outside, how about that, wants to speak to you in his office. I hope it's nothing serious. Oh, he probably just wants to accuse me of eating his Greek yogurt again. <laughs> Both women laugh uproariously for 30 seconds before cutting to Penny's slightly worried face. Penny approaches a heavy-looking oak door with Gino Habada emblazoned on it. Mr. Habada? She raps. May I come in? Gino Habada flings the door open. Ms. Macaroon, come in, come in. Still here, I see? Yes, I work late almost every workday, and sometimes on the weekends. I really enjoy my job. I know. Actually, Penny, I've been watching you for a long time. Penny looks extremely uncomfortable. Yes, I have, and it hasn't escaped my attention all the work you do here. This company's almost like a big sweater itself. Every thread is important, but you, Penny, you are like a seam. Penny blushes. Well, sir, I don't know what to say. Not to mention your family farm, which is our singular biggest supplier of high-quality wool. Without your sturdy Illinois family on our side... We wouldn't be near the sweater heavyweight that we are now. Mark my words. Oh, sir, you're making me quite hot under the collar. Penny was wearing a new fold-over turtleneck design, and she was indeed quite hot under her collar. Now, Penny, I'm going to level with you. When my partner, Mr. Gregory Outside, and I began this woolen adventure, we had one sewing machine and a big, itchy dream. Mr. Outside is planning on retiring soon, and I see in you... The same drive that I saw my old partner, Gregory. Penny, I want you to become partner of Kashmir outside Habada. Penny squeals excitedly and leaps to her feet. Oh, Mr. Habada! Yes, yes, a hundred times yes! But there is something you must do first. Come again? I haven't had a lot of contact with your family farm lately. I'm getting a little nervous that they are thinking of taking a contract with our biggest Chicago sweater rival, Mohair Mo Problems. I need you to go down to your hometown White Falls and talk to your sister. Make sure our connection is strong and they will not stray to another company. If you do that, the new year will find you partner of this company. Penny manages a pinched smile. You can count on me, boss. This will be a piece of cake. Penny turns to the camera and bites her knuckle worriedly. The next day we find Penny and Missy rushing to catch a train. They would be on time if only they weren't carrying so much luggage. Thanks for giving me a ride on such short notice, Missy. I absolutely cannot mess this up. Missy's struggling to keep up. No problem, Penny, but how long do you plan on staying? I thought you'd only be there for a couple nights at most. You're right. I should have brought more evening clothes. Oh, Missy, this is such an amazing opportunity for me. I know my sister will try and throw a wrench into my plans, but I am determined not to slip up. Ah! Penny slips in the snow spectacularly, and clothes fly everywhere. Next up, one falls. He and Missy see that Penny has fallen and laugh uproariously for 30 seconds. <laughs> Eventually, Penny joins in. <laughs> 
On the train, Penny is sitting by herself staring out the window when an older woman in a beautiful gray updo steps into frame. Oh, hi, my dear. Might I sit with you? Oh, heavens, no, please join me. She gestures to piles of clothes she's trying to stuff back into her suitcases. I'm afraid my clumsiness has made me a less than ideal seat partner. Oh, dear. I don't think so at all. She grabs a sweater and holds it up. Is this something you designed at your future company? Yes, this oversized crew neck is something we sell a lot of... Hey, wait a minute! How did you know that I might leave the company? The crone's eyes dance with merriment. Oh, honey, it's as clear as that pert Aryan nose on your face. You will only leave that company if you open your heart. If not, it can never be yours. She begins backing out of the boxcar. What? But, wizened crone, I don't understand. How do I open my heart? Open your heart. The crone disappears. Penny shakes her head and settles back into her seat, staring back out the window. As the train arrives at White Falls, Penny struggles out the door of the train, carrying many bags, clothes half in and half out. An extremely handsome Randy Shearling is standing bemused, watching her struggle. She sees him and drops all the bags to the ground. Well, look who finally rolls back into town. Need a hand, Big Shaw? Well, if it isn't high school boyfriend Randy Shearling, the last person I wanted to see here. My sister couldn't even pick me up herself. She had to send you? Randy is holding some bags now and standing very close to Penny. Poppy is the manager of a major family farm, and she was doing it all alone, I might add. It seems to me she could have some help, but somebody decided to leave the day after graduation without so much as saying goodbye to anybody, including her older sister and high school sweethearts. They are facing each other and are very close. Penny starts to close her eyes and lean in slightly. Randy turns abruptly and she is startled. But of course, that was a long time ago, and who even remembers such things? Yeah, well, don't get used to my presence here, Randy. I'm here to make a few business decisions, make sure things are in order, and get the first train back to the city. I don't need to be here a second more than necessary. No problem, big shot. I'll have you on your way out as fast as I can. He strides off towards his car, and after a moment, Penny stumbles after him with the rest of her luggage. Penny looks out the car window. Wow, nothing has really changed since graduation, eh? There's the old bakery where we used to get cinnamon buns every day. Yep. And there's the old ski hill that we used to toboggan down. Everything's almost the same, except for this store. This is new. It's called the Black Sheep? Pull over. I want to see it. What is that? Oh, uh, yeah, it's real new. Uh, do you remember Ellison Frost from high school? Oh my goodness, that science nerd who dated a Bunsen burner? Well, that was just a cruel rumor. Anyway, Ellison grew up and invented a newfangled system to order gifts online through his store here. It cut into all these little shops that have been here for years because it's easier to just go to the black sheep and order everything at once. They go inside the store. Screens and minimalist white surfaces are everywhere. Penny manipulates one of the screens. This is incredible. I might have to connect with Ellison. If we could get our sweaters on his system, we would have a huge bump in productivity. Did I hear productivity? From behind them, Randy and Penny jump and whip around. Ellison is a very handsome man in a suit and Bluetooth headset. Oh, Penny Macaroon, what brings you back to town? And how did you get so unlucky enough to get snared by the disheveled shepherd? Randy through gritted teeth. Hello, Allison. Hello, Randy. The sheep let you leave for a little while? Poor things must be frightened with grubby daddy away from the flock. Maybe you should hustle back. Penny, it's so good to see you. Allison, I'm so surprised and delighted to see the new you. 
Thank goodness someone in this town is sensible. We must have a drink or two and talk about putting our business ideas together. You know, I'm about to be named partner of the... Randy yanks Penny's elbow and pulls her away. Uh, we should really get to the farm. Your sister wants to see you. That sounds like perfection, Penny. I'll send you an email. Hopefully you can wriggle away from the firm pigpen grip of our former classmate. Let's do it tomorrow at eight at Amelia's. Penny being shuffled out the door. Sounds great. See you then. In the car. What is the matter with you? Do you not understand how a businesswoman works? These personal connections must be made. Ellison's not a good man, Penny. He's trying to take all the business from the people we grew up with, including your sister. You better watch your back with that one. Oh, Randy, don't be a bumpkin. This is the way all business people run things if they want to make it. You just don't know how the city life works. They sit in silence as they drive by a crowd of people assembling shacks, reefs, decor, and Christmasery. What's going on here? Oh, this? Not like you actually care. But the town of White Falls is using all the profits from the annual Christmas carnival to give back to the, some of the small businesses that have been hurting since the Black Sheep opened. It's so heartwarming to see all these white residents supporting each other. He coughs. <coughs> white Falls residents, excuse me. A smiling man and a smiling boy pass a large wreath back and forth in the foreground until Randy's car drives past. Uh, I just have to stop a second and pick up a salt lake. Hope you don't mind. My god, what planet have I accidentally fallen onto? Yes, by all means, pick up your sodium jawbreaker. Randy hops out of the car as Penny continues mumbling to herself. A beautiful young woman walks by the window carrying an adorable baby, and two cherubic youngsters follow her. Oh, my darling baby angel Jesus Christ, our Caucasian Lord and Savior, is that Penny Macaroon? My God, I wouldn't believe it if I didn't see it with mine own eyes. Penny's eyes bug out in shock. Chessa Nutrose? The homecoming queen at our state fair Christmas carnival bathing suit competition? I was sure you were miles away from here, modeling or being an actress playing a model. Oh, you remember that, do you? That was the old days when I could still fit into a fur-lined bikini bottom and latex beard illusion. Unfortunately, I'm just an old mama out to pasture now. One hand is on her hip, showing off an unreasonably tight bod and very fitted blue jeans. Penny idly notices the quarter in Chess's pocket is sitting heads up. They're very tight jeans. I, I, I can barely believe it. Do you like your life here? Oh, honey, I am so incredibly satisfied. Hashtag blessed. I get to dote on my old man, you remember him, Don or Ginger from high school. I raise these three darling little men. I volunteer for my church in my town. I get the occasional call to swing by Atlanta for a three-day four-figure modeling contract. I really am living the life, especially around Christmas. You know what they say about Christmas, how the most joy you can ever know is when you're close to your family and you don't have any rifts with any members of said family. What about you, Miss Macaroon? How has life blessed you? Oh, I, uh, well, I work in fashion. I don't really have any time to date, but I really love my job. In fact, I'm so close to being chosen to lead the company I work for. Oh, poor dear, so singularly focused on something like that. My God, you're like a terrorist. I wish you good luck in the future, Miss Penny. I would love to know if you ever find Nirvana like I have. Join my book club? Let's move along, boys. I have some chilled raisins in the fridge for a treat. The boys let out a huge cheer, and the beautiful, wholesome foursome continue walking. Randy returns from the store holding a large blue square. Well, I'm glad you found someone to talk to while I was gone. Jessa is one of the friendliest people in the state. Uh, you, you can take some notes from her. 
Penny rolls her eyes as the car rolls out of frame. At the Macaroon family farm, Randy's car pulls into the yard. Penny gets out of the car and looks around. Well, I see everything has stayed exactly the same since I left. A child sprints around the house and beelines towards Penny. She screams and Ah! leaps behind Randy. Randy scoops the child up in his large, shapely arms and barrel chest. He's quite hot on second glance. Boring, but hot. Not everything's the same. You've yet to meet this little squirt. Hello, Auntie Penny! Thanks for coming to visit us for Christmas! Penny realizes she's still clutching Randy's ropey bicep and lets go. She peers surprisedly at the child. Oh my gosh! Are you Finley? But you should only be a baby! Poppy standing on the front porch with her arms crossed. That's what happens when time passes, Penny. Babies become children. Not that you really care about anyone but yourself, though, right? Poppy sidles down the steps and Penny steals herself. Um, hi, Poppy. How are you? It looks good. I mean, uh, you look good. I mean... She swallows hard and shakes her head. I mean, hello, Miss Macaroon. I trust you are keeping the business running smoothly? I'm here to do a quality check and get things into sheep shape. I mean ship shape. I am about to be the boss of you all very soon. We're all doing excellent, thanks for asking. She takes Finley from Randy's arms. It's been a hard couple years, not that you even care. You've been living the high life, using emails instead of pitchforks, and drinking cosmopolitans instead of full-fat sheep milk. I've done everything I can to keep the farm alive, thanks in no small part to Randy here, who works long hours for almost no pay just to help keep us afloat. Randy, shyly. Aww, ain't nothing, Miss Macaroon. Penny swallows real hard. I'm... I'm sorry, Poppy. I know I've been a bad sister. I shouldn't have stayed away this long. Yeah, Auntie, why you stay away so long? Don't you like Finley? I love you both. Penny boops Finley on the nose and he giggles cutely. <laughs> I never should have let myself become so wrapped up in work that I forgot about you. Can you both forgive me? Poppy and Finley exchange a solemn look and then break into giggles. <laughs> <laughs> of course we can, Penny. We'll always love you. We can't stay mad during Christmas. Even if I was a neglectful and thoughtless person that only thought of myself? Poppy threateningly. We can't stay mad at Christmas. The other three stare at her. Come inside. Let's get you settled back into your childhood bedroom. Oh, I just can't wait to catch up with you. Inside the house, Penny flops onto the bed in her high school bedroom. The decor is very rustic and homey. She runs her hand over some knickknacks and then a framed photo of two smiling older white people. I miss them a lot too, you know. You really should have come home for their double funeral. I still can't believe it. What are the chances that they both got impaled by the same reindeer all those years ago? But they died with a smile on their face, doing what they loved. Officiating the annual reindeer games. I know. I guess it just hurt too much at the time, you know? So I just completely buried myself into work, not unlike that antler into our parents' soft underbellies. I just kept making new connections, new sweater cuts, and completely lost track of the outside world. Poppy gently touches Penny's arm. We're both like that, aren't we? We just get so involved in work that we can shut people out. But not at Christmas. Finley bounds into her room and jumps into her lap excitedly. That's why! Not at Christmas! A tear slowly falls and Penny wipes it away. My god, she's beautiful.
really nice lashes. No, Mr. Fenley Macaroon. Not at Christmas. Auntie, won't come outside with me and ask Wendy to show us the reindeer? Penny pats him on his head. I don't know. Maybe I should help your mom? Poppy, leaning against the door jam and playfully pulling a toque over Finley's face. No, you two go ahead. I have work to do, and it will be plenty helpful to get you both out of my stunning, naturally blonde ringleted hair. Penny and Finley walk out to the barn, very red and rustic. Randy is now in a tank top, lifting a sheep over a fence. Finley runs over to him and Randy squats to talk to him, brushing his shaggy brown hair away from his face. Penny blushes and looks away. Well, look at this. The CEO comes up to the barns. I didn't know you had it in, you big shot. <sighs> Very funny. You know, I used to spend all day out here in the barns when I was a kid. You would come over sometimes, and we would chase the sheep for hours until my mom called us in for supper. Sometimes I miss those days. You could still have those days, you know. I get to do that every day still. Do you ever regret it? How we made that plan to run away to the city the day after graduation and you chickened out? You let me leave by myself. I thought we were in it together. Randy turns his back to her and hangs his head. His back flexes and strains beneath his thin tank top. His butt's not bad either, quite high and firm. I know, Penny. Not a day goes by that I don't regret what I did to you. But I belong here, and I realized that before I boarded the bus. What would I be like in the city? Trying to use a pager? People trying to fax me? It's all so newfangled. I prefer the quiet life on my porch with my sheep. You wear cashmere? I wear cards. And that's just the way it is. Can you ever forgive me? Already forgotten. I told you, I'm very successful, and I don't even think about that anymore. So, are we going to have a shearing race like old times? I bet I can still shear circles around you, Randy. Randy grins widely, and Finley claps his hands and cheers. Yay! You're on, Big Shot. A montage of the three of them chasing sheep, pieces of wool fluff flying through the air, all three rolling in the hay laughing, a sheep running by bleeding frantically. It, it sounds horrifically human. Penny collapses into the hay laughing. This much fun in years. She spots a sheep bolting out the door. Hey, where are you going? Come back. She runs after the sheep and sees a wiry older woman in work clothes grab the animal. Oh, good catch. I thought she was going to get away. The woman turns around to reveal she is the old crone. <gasps> you? What are you doing here? The crone, smiling and winking. Oh, my dearie, whatever do you mean? I'm just a simple, hardworking employee at this farm. No, you're that magical old woman that I spoke to on the train. Why are you here? And what did you mean before about opening my heart? With Christmas upon us, only by opening your heart will you know who is being true and who is being deceitful. Penny, trust your heart. She turns her head away from Penny. I'm trying, but I still don't understand. Wait, don't go. She reaches out to the gray head and whips it around. She is startled to see it is now a sheep wearing a straw hat. The sheep bleats in her face and scampers away. Penny looks into the distance, puzzled. Around the dinner table. The decor inside the house is all exposed wood, trinkets, and Christmas decor covering every surface. A fire is blazing in the background. Finley, Penny, Poppy, and Randy are each wearing a large thick-knit sweater. Poppy is carrying a turkey to the table, and the three already seated are laughing uproariously. <laughs> Penny, Penny laughing. So then, they 
there I am, with all the equipment and gloves on, Dad's standing outside the pen, and Randy's helping me hold the sheep. I'm about to do my first solo sheep castration, and Dad says, Dad, Dad says, that's going to be pretty hard with a female sheep. <laughs> Randy, with tears streaming down his face. We didn't even look. We were such a pair. Oh my goodness, I haven't laughed this hard in years. What's a questuation, Mommy? Never you mind, Finley. Dig in, everyone. These lamb chops won't eat themselves. Wow, Poppy, this meal is amazing. I'm so glad to be back in this house, even if it isn't for long. That reminds me, Poppy. I need to talk to you about the wool contract we have. Poppy and Randy look at each other and squirm. Uh, why? What about, specifically? Oh, you know, just to reaffirm our contract between Kashmir outside Halbota and your sheep farm. Gino has got a little bee under his bonnet, worrying you might switch to another buyer, but of course that's ridiculous. Poppy and Randy both stare into their lamb chops in silence. Isn't it? What's going on, you guys? Oh, Penny, nothing set in stone, but you can see how tight money is right now. So many businesses are closing thanks to that slimy Ellison Frost and his black sheep. A new wool shop opened just down the road in Slay River, and they're offering us a better price than you are. We met the owners of Everybody Wants to Wool the World last month, and they impressed us so much. They're down-home folk like us. We might have to give them the shot, Penny. Penny gets up angrily. How could you two do this to me? You know that this could be my big break in the company, and you want to ruin that for me? I thought you two were full of Christmas spirit. Well, now I see that you're full of something else. What an incredibly horrible and disgusting thing to say to me. Penny, wait, where are you going? You can't leave. It's starting to snow. I have to get out of here. I can't be here with you two. I never should have come home. Penny runs out into the night, angrily. At Amelia's diner, Penny sits at a booth by herself, picking out a slice of cherry pie. The bells over the door jingle as Ellison enters. He's wearing a black turtleneck, small black sunglasses, and his Bluetooth headset. He slides into a booth. Hello again, Penny. I'm glad to see you didn't get swept up into a hot chocolate tasting contest or God knows whatever else towny hoopla is happening tonight. Hi, Ellison. Am I ever glad to see you. I've had kind of a crazy day. Do you want some of my pie? Double espresso, please. That amount of sugar will have a person doing an unintentional Mrs. Cause cosplay in no time. How is business going? Penny pushes her pie aside awkwardly. Not bad, actually. I think there are about to be some big changes. I might lose my sister's wool supply, but I think if I can partner up with Black Sheep, we can make a really great opportunity for both of us. What do you say? Now you're speaking my language. You don't know how it is out here, Penny. I'm trying to run a business. These yokels are trying to sell brown paper packages tied up a string. I'm so glad you're home, even with the shocking amount of sugar you're intaking. Ellison stands and slides into her side of the booth. Penny is initially shocked, but then a little aroused. My secretary will send you Black Sheep's info immediately. I will buy an entire year's worth of sweaters from good word alone, and then later... Ellison looks down at Penny's lips. She does the same. We can nail down some details. Ellison leans in closer, and Penny closes her eyes in anticipation. Penny's cell phone rings. Oh my gosh, I am so sorry. I don't know who this could be. Penny turns away from Ellison. Poppy? 
What are you calling for? Oh, please don't apologize. I'm not being a good sister. I know. Yes, I'll be home right away. With someone? No, I'm alone. I'll be home soon. She turns to Allison. Sorry about that. Business, right? You understand. Allison smirks and shoots her the guns. Better than most, baby. Okay, you're right. We should get back to work. But you know how to get a hold of me if you want some sugar. The healthy alternative. Ellison points at his lips and winks. Penny smiles awkwardly. At Poppy's home, Penny hangs up her coat and scarf. Her sweater underneath is very cozy looking. I'm home! Where is everybody? Laughter emanates from the living room. Penny walks in and sees Poppy and Randy throwing Finley into the air. <laughs> oh, there you are! I was wondering where you could have gone off to. Nobody leaves the house after seven around these parts. Don't toot, Miss Macaroon. You could have been chased down by a reindeer or fallen and cracked your head. You just never know. Oh, it was nothing to worry about. Just driving around and reflecting. Auntie, can you sing with me? I want to sing a song. No. Jeez, Penny, it's just one song. Penny angrily. No, Finley, how many times do I have to say it to you? The phone rings. Randy, Poppy, and Finley stare at Penny as she squirms a bit. Poppy leaves to answer the phone. I'm sorry, buddy. It's just that I only used to sing with Mima and Peepaw when they were around, and that was one of their favorite songs. Very ironically, as it turns out. Yes, isn't that ironic? I'm sorry, Auntie. Poppy returns to the room with a dark expression on her face. That was Ellison Frost, Penny. He wants to say thank you for the business meeting about you partnering with Black Sheep and that he hopes you can continue that kiss you were about to start. Oh, Poppy, I didn't mean... What has gotten into you, Penny? Just as I thought we were mending our fences, you come and do this? Do you know how badly Ellison and the Black Sheep has affected this town? The town you grew up in, where our parents raised us. You could destroy that? And for what? Money? Well, it's time one of us thought about the bottom line. Maybe that's why I'm so successful and you have never fully washed that hay out of your hair. Well, now, girls, let's not get angry. Let's talk about this. Oh, and as for you, Randy, you talk such a big game about living your truth out here in the country when you and I both know it's because you were too scared to even step on that bus. You are a child that can't walk outside of his playground, and you both make me sick. I'll be making that deal with Ellison, and you two can keep playing in the sheep droppings for all I care. Penny runs from the room, crying. Poppy, Randy, and Finley are sitting, shocked. Auntie Penny is toxic. Penny is driving in the night, sobbing. She makes a call. Hi, Ellison. It's Penny. Can I come over? I need to see you. Penny pulls up to Ellison's massive house with not a stitch of Christmas lights on it. She runs to the door. Ellison answers in a long black kimono with a peekaboo ab. Penny! If I had known you were coming over, I would have had the maid heat up something up for you. Skim milk, perhaps. Or water. Oh, Ellison, I'm sorry to burst in like this, but I hate being in this town. 
No one seems to understand me and my ambition but you. I guess that's why I was drawn here. Yes, exactly, Penny. He draws very near. You and I understand each other. Business is our Rosetta Stone. You have no idea how happy it made me this afternoon when you pushed your pie aside and pitched your idea to screw over your sister's company and everyone you grew up with. Penny leaning in closer, lips parted. Yes, I really wanted to... Wait, what? You must know that once I get that contract to Kashmir outside Habada, your sister's farm will be completely kaput. They'll be forced to drop their wool prices so low that they'll have to let almost every employee go, including most of the town and especially our chiseled-from-granite classmate, Randy. Those stunningly bright blue eyes won't stand a chance if there's no paychecks to be had. Penny, alarmed. No, I don't want that to happen. Ellison, you are an evil man and I want no part of this. I have to go. What, did you forget about a big marshmallow decorating party? If you come to your senses, you know where I'll be. Don't be a dummy about this. Penny runs into the snowstorm, tears streaming down her face. How could he have pulled the wool so far over my eyes? I need to make this right. Her cell phone rings. Oh, Poppy, I'm so glad to hear from you. I'm sorry, I... What? You can't find Finley? He said he wanted to say goodnight to the sheep, but didn't come back in? Oh, you stay right there. I'll search for him. Randy's searching, too? We'll find him. The wind is howling and snow is flying everywhere. Penny is running around the farmyard in her impractical but stylish high-heeled boots. Finley! Finley! Oh, please, where could you have gone? She hears someone else shouting. Finley, where are you? They see each other and rush to embrace the other. It's pretty hot, even in this trying time. Penny, you came back? Of course. I've been so stupid. But none of that matters now. Oh, Randy, where could he have gone? They walk together, shouting, and then hear a small cry. They run to the corner of the fence. Finley is trapped at the top of a fence post. An angry reindeer is pacing below, charging at the fence, and then backing off. wants to impale Finley just like my parents. Why does this keep happening to us? Stay here. I know what to do. Randy leaps the fence and throws a heavy stick to hit the fence on the opposite side. Even at this very inappropriate time, Penny notices the lines of Randy's body are so effortless and athletic. She shakes these thoughts away. The angry ranger charges away, allowing Randy to scale the fence, grab Finley, and leap over the other side. Penny embraces Finley. Oh, you saved him! Finley, I was so worried. Wendy rescued me from the furious reindeer. He certainly did. She turns to Randy. You are a hero, Randy Shearling. Randy smiles, but looks uncomfortable. His lips look impossibly plump. He seemingly has zero pores in his face. Come on, let's get him back to his mom. Randy and Penny stand at the edge of the driveway as they see Finley and Poppy embrace. They turn to each other. How was your meeting at Amelia's? Penny smirks. Pretty bad. Randy and Penny laugh and laugh as it fades <laughs> out. <laughs> it's the next day at the White Falls Winter Carnival. The town square is covered in snow and Christmas decor is hanging off of every surface. Every extra is a Caucasian person and they're milling around grinning from ear to ear. Randy, Poppy, and Penny are strolling through town. It all came together beautifully, didn't it? And we raised so much money for people in need. She points to two older white people accepting a check and smiling. 
first at the person giving the check, and then right into each other's faces. It really looks so beautiful. I'm so proud of everyone. It all came together. Chessa Nutrose and her brood walk into view. Miss Penny, you have completely outdone yourself in all my expectations. This carnival is one of the best I've ever been a part of, and White Falls owes it all to you and your family. You know, I hate to say it, but I envy you. A focused woman who cares about her family and her town, and has no qualms at all about just letting her body go all to hell? Well, thanks, Chessa. That really means a lot. You are just an extreme lesson in confidence, honey, and I would love for my children to grow up next to yours. Oh, well, isn't that sweet? Oh, this looks like trouble. Ellison and several well-dressed smarmy types stroll right into the middle of the town carnival and start taking decorations away. All right, all right, clear all this junk away. I don't want to see a wreath, a distressed wood surface, or a bell of any kind. I want it all gone. Hey, Ellison, what do you think you're doing? You just can't come in here and disassemble the town's carnival. Oh, actually, I can. You see, every business in this town has gone into debt, and I, upstanding citizen that I am, loan them all collateral to get through the holidays. But now it's time to settle up, and since no one can, I'll be taking all these things. This holiday trash is mine now. Not so fast, Mr. Frost. You forgot one thing. Last night, the company of Cashmere Outside, Habada, acquired every business in town and forgave every debt. Isn't that right, Mr. Habada? The audience gasps as Gino Habada is revealed through the crowd. <gasps> Quite right, and what an excellent business decision by my new partner, Penny Macaroon. From now on, anyone that needs a job will have one at the Macaroon family farm. They will need all the help they can get for all the orders we have to fill. The crowd laughs. <laughs> Allison's face turns bright red and stomps off, quickly followed by his pack of slick business people. Penny addressing the crowd. I feel the need to give you all an apology. I came here with no love in my heart, but now the spirit of Christmas has filled me right up. This is the feeling I need to remember all year long. The crone is in the crowd in a maid costume. She smiles knowingly and fades into the background. I wish my parents were here to see, but I think I know a way to let them know. Quavery singing. Grandma got run over by reindeer. Finley joins in. Walking home from a house Christmas Eve. Poppy and Randy join. You can say there's no such thing as Santa. Everyone finishes. As for me and Grandpa, we believe. This time slower. As for me and Grandpa, we believe. The crowd cheers wildly. Finley pushes Randy and Penny together and they share a beautiful kiss. Next year, the camera pans across a very bustling farmyard. There are sleigh rides, hot chocolate booths, and children petting sheep. Poppy and Finley are selling sweaters and skeins of wool at a folksy kiosk. They are both smiling and is very busy. Penny is walking across the farmyard smiling and talking into a phone. She is wearing a very fashionable sweater and toque. She turns to the camera to reveal a six-month-ish size pregnancy. She rubs it with a gloved hand as she walks. Yes, Mr. Hoboda. The shipment has been sent and everything is running perfectly on our end. It's looking to be the biggest Christmas our company has ever seen. Congratulations, sir. 
I'll see you when you come down for Christmas dinner. She hangs up, inhales deeply, and looks around, satisfied. Randy comes up behind her and gives her a hug. He's wearing a very nice cable knit, but strips it off immediately. His molas six-pack contracts and expands like a living organism. Penny squeals and beats his chest. Oh, oh you! Oh, Randy, look how well it's all going. I can hardly believe I could have the best of both worlds. I'm the happiest girl in the world. Randy embraces her as they look at the farmyard. The old crone drives by on a tractor and gives a coy smile. Poppy and Finley walk over to stand with Randy and Penny. And God bless us, everyone. That's the end of our holiday episode. Thanks be to all of you, from our Spoiler Alert family to yours. Happy holidays. Bye.